Hello, and welcome to the Swift Talk. I'm Kate, the Swifty. And I'm currently having a photo taken of me and having my hair appearance judged, but still not so swift, Sam. Um, Your photo was already taken, but mm-hmm. I will take another because I just found. I feel like I'm at the DMV. Oh, yeah. Smile. Well, I mean, they're lucky that they are not sitting across from us. Um, anyway, hi, guys. How are we? Happy Eras Tour break. Break. Yes. I, I'm so glad I'm not in the 18-wheeler trucking around the country, you know, moving her stuff from stage to stage. Trucking. Although I would take that $100,000 check. Well, she's on her way to uh, Mexico. What's she doing out of Mexico? She's doing her two show, two or three shows in Mexico City. It's not a break then. Well, she's got two weeks off, and she goes to Mexico, and she's got a couple weeks off. Yeah, it's like Christmas break. Well, it's you know, it's really well timed because do you know what time of year it is? It is August. Summertime. Bama rushes back. Holy crap! Oh, that? Wow, that's wow. already started. Yeah, it's August though. It's Bama rush. Yeah, we're in week, like day four. These girls are hustling. Um, I've got favorites. I find myself leaving motivational comments to them. Doing great. They're going to love you. I love you. Make an Amazon wish list. I'll send you something for your rush bag. Oh, I'm invested. I'm all in. It's great because all the time I spent watching the Eras tour, live streams, dissecting what was happening, all of that is now put into BMA Rush. Great. And until they start re-recording Bama Rush. So well, they get through Bama Rush and she comes back on tour. So it's like a nice little... Respite? Yeah. What's new with the boot store? Pants store. Pants store. They're not talking about the pants store as much. Really? What are they talking about? Because I want to invest in it. <laughs> <laughs> David, Tell me. David Yerman. Is that's their stock? big jewelry. That's coming over. Kendra St- Scott. Um, you know, they're all over the place. They're big, you know, it's big Lulu. Lululemon? Yeah. Big Athleta. Big Vineyard Vines. ASOS. All Cloud. These girls have uh, designers on lock. Mm. Only in Alabama. I felt so cool the other day. They had something that I own. And I was like, oh, me too. It's twinning. Same. Mm. I like, they did, I ran across this TikTok and they were, um, calculating how much the one girl's outfit of the day is and she, he was like yeah we start off pretty reasonable her tank top is like seventy dollars and then her score is another 80 and the shoes are 120 and then the jewelry i was like well jewelry is expensive to start the day with a 300 plus dollar outfit well i mean what um, just, what do you think clothing costs? Nothing. It costs time and energy and effort, but $300 for the first outfit of the day? College students, right? Well, I mean, that's, that's Lulu. Yeah. Dude, I'm not even wearing Nautica right now. Like, what are you? This isn't even JCPenney. This is a thrifty. How much did your summer sessions shirt cost you, Jason? Um, I don't know. 20 bucks, maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying. The jewelry is wild. Like, 
some of these girls were like Hermes Cly or Hermes um, bracelet, Christian Dior, Louis Vuitton. I'm like, well, you are in freshman. Let me college. ask you this: uh, Any of these Bama Rush uh, sororities doing any uh, dances to a Taylor Swift song? They're having full-on Taylor Swift eras like days. Okay, it's been themes, so they all dress up. I'm learning so much. It's a work day, so they have like a week where they all like make content and do stuff to like get other sister, like the P and M's potential new members excited about their house. Okay. And they've done a couple heiress tour ones, which are fun. It's weird though. Cause these girls are like Southern bells. So they're going for early Taylor. You're seeing debut. You're seeing fearless. You're seeing speak now and you're seeing lover, but you're not seeing 89 or reputation or midnights. There's no hard Taylor at Bama rush. They can, they can nail the, uh, you know, the twang of her old voice yeah. versus the new one. The big curly hair they're all into. That's, I was into that. Yeah, I get it. And we'll be back there when she re-records it. Because now we know 1989's coming October 27th. The shake it off season. The shake it off season. <sighs> oh, come on now. Come on now. Ask a Swifty what their least favorite Taylor Swift song is. Nine times out of ten, what are they going to tell you? They're going to say the wrong answer and for the wrong reasons. What? Kate, you're a Taylor Swift fan, I believe. I would like to think so. Is your least favorite song Shake It Off? Yeah. Why? Hard. Yes. It's fine. It's just a throwaway song. It's like, all right, it could be anybody. It's fine. does its job, but it's not. It could be anybody. Anybody could sing that song. Anybody could write that song. It's not like... When you're going back through, like, this is Taylor Swift. It's like, all right, she's popped now. She's for everyone. Got it. Okay. Got to have something for the the rest of yous. The rest of yous. The, the me's. Sam's. The yeah. not wearing a fancy shirt so I can afford a haircut Sam's. Can you? <laughs> Probably. At least one at a time. Hmm. I'm just going to start cutting. You know, I think if I just shave it. Let's do it. Let's buzz it. Let's buzz it all down. What's buzzing on the podcast? Sam's head. Anyway, so they're talking a lot about now that the first leg of the era's U.S. tour has concluded, how she would go into each city. We've talked about this a little bit. Donate to a food bank and then like you move to the next city, do it again. It was really kind of a, a formula. She and was usually donating to a regional food pantry network. Mm -hmm. So they were able to spread it out through a larger population, feed about 250, 500,000 meals or something to that equivalent. And they, it's very interesting because in all of the articles, they don't say how much she donated. If the food bank or pantry comments on it, it's in how many, how many meals. Mm -hmm. And so what they've been discovering as they go through and kind of dig into this is that not only does Taylor Swift donate, but the Swifties in that area have also been donating to these pantries. So it's not just the influx from Taylor, but her fan base is quietly doing it as well and talking about food insecurity and looking at that now again in a post COVID world, because you're seeing a bigger need mm -hmm. with all of the COVID food stamps and helping programs winding down so it's really interesting to see how the era's tour has had that impact on a 
not just Taylor level here mm-hmm. and food banks and cities that need it, you know, the need is rising and it's not just Taylor making the friendship bracelet market <laughs> flush with cash, but it's also, you know, allowing these food pantries to buy fresh produce for people and truck it into their other locations. And they're not as worried because people aren't donating as much anymore. Mm-hmm. I think, where like a year or so ago we were joking around talking about like, oh, is she ever going to get into politics? It's probably for the better that she's not getting into politics because this way she can influence people and how they're spending their money and never be the bad guy about it. Never be. Well, I mean, the haters find ways to make her the bad guy. I'm sure they're going to find some Sorry, reason. What do the haters do? The haters are going to hate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, Poetry in motion. The song that held up all the re-recordings, Shake It Off. Because of that stupid line. She was not going to make that album without it. It would have been incomplete and impossible. I wonder if she hates singing it as much as you don't like it. Probably. She loves it. Loves it. Speaking of friendship bracelets, I saw a photo on, I think, Instagram or must have been because I don't have TikTok of a girl that went to the Taylor Swift concert with a, an entire dress made of bracelets. Bracelets. Yeah, it was really wow. cool. I saw her making it on TikTok. Followed along for a little while. Then I I read somewhere I thought there was one of the venues that was trying to get them to make it like illegal to bring in friendship bracelets. Santa Clara, the 49ers stadium was what like the hell no is that fr- about? They were afraid of people throwing them onto the stage cuz we've seen so many oh. like items be chucked. And the Swifties, I think we talked about it when it was happening, but the Swifties were having none of that. We're like, oh, no, 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 no. Do not yuck our yum. We have been very well behaved. There's never an incident at a Taylor concert. Don't get in the way of our friendship bracelets. Mm -hmm. We're unified. Yeah. We're not throwing these away. We're giving them out. Yeah. Swifties are a, a conscientious breed. We're a bunch of rule followers is what we are. Five vault songs. Well, Shake so, It Off remix one, two, three, four, and five. Oh my God. Five versions of Shake It Off. All 210 Shake It Off. Oh my God. Yes. The 20 minute Shake It Off party. It's not happening. But so this is a whole thing with the Swifties because when you look at her original album cover, it's the Polaroid. It cuts off really at her nose. Mm-hmm. She's not smiling. Her shirt has um, five seagulls on it. And then in the Taylor's version, it's her whole face. She's smiling and the seagulls are now out like in the wild flying free. There's five songs added, five seagulls. And she said when she released 1989 that she was really sad because there were five more songs that she really wanted on the album, but she couldn't do it. And she's like, you know, you just, you have to make cuts. You have to make tough decisions to get a complete album. And now those five songs are on the album that she owns. I can't wait to get into the arguments with you about why Shake It Off made it, but this song didn't, or why. Because you had to have something for the plebs. You're going to keep pushing the Shake It Off thing, aren't you? It's just, it's one of the best things, man. It's one of the it's best like ones. It's like the worst song in her whole discography. Aye, aye, aye. Agree to disagree. Anyway, moving on from Shake It Off. She's got birds that are flying now. She's got birds that are flying. The um, pre-sale numbers for Shake It Off are wild. They, in two days, out 
or just about did what Midnight's did in two months. 1989 is back in the top 10 globally streamed Spotify charts, which now puts her at five of the top 10 albums on Spotify. So she's got, hold on, let me pull it up. Thought I saved it. She's a machine. And she is. Those fans really know what they're doing. She's the blonde machine. She's got Midnight's at number four, Lover at number five, Speak Now at number six, 1989 at number eight, and Folklore at number nine. Mm. Not crazy. Magical. And that's globally. In the U.S., Cruel Summers, the number three song. The album, you've got Midnight's is four, and then she falls a little bit. Speak Now is six, Lover is seven. Folklore is nine and nineteen eighty nine is ten. I think it's because all the U.S. people are just skipping "Shake It Off," so it slows it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely what it is. Let's 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 not take the time to pull up those numbers right now. Uh, but yeah, it's doing really well. It's it, I pre-ordered my album, so that should be here. Waiting for more merch. Waiting to see what else we get for the nineteen eighty nine era. I'm still waiting on my Speak Now cardigan, hoping to get that before we go into 1989, but whatever Taylor's team thinks. Maybe I'll get a 1989 cardigan when Reputation comes out. And Taylor, you trust. And now that we've got, so we've got, for her re-records, Fearless, Red, Speak Now, and we know we're getting 1989 in October. The last two we have are Reputation and Taylor Swift which means all she has left to take back is her name and her reputation. And that brings up a really interesting Reddit, or not Reddit, I think this was TikTok, maybe it came from Reddit. Theory, Elise Myers, who we love on all socials, who's a newly acquired Swifty for us. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking about how with all of the concerts, all of the costume changes in the Eras tour, Reputation never had a concert, never had an outfit change. It was the same outfit the entire time, all 19 cities, all 50 some, 53 shows, just Reputation, just the black bodysuit, nothing different. And Elise Myers brought up the point. They're like, it doesn't matter what she does. Her reputation never changes. They always say the same thing. She writes songs about her exes or, oh, she's extra or she's too much or she does this. Hmm. Her reputation just hasn't changed. Doesn't matter what she does. Doesn't matter how successful she is. It doesn't matter if she goes into hiding. The black spot on her. Yeah. Mm. And so I thought it was a really interesting thing that we hadn't really talked about until we got to the end, and we were like, "Oh, we had so many. We had lover bodysuits, fearless dresses, enchanted dresses. We had 1989 sets. We had the matching dusters for the secret songs, the karma jackets, the t-shirt dress, the vigilante outfit, like all of these things. But reputation never changed." Oh, you know, she's a mastermind, that Taylor. Just our false god. Just our false god. Your false god. Our false god. My god is the sun. Queen to the stone age, baby. So we're doing... We're doing false, false god. god. Off Lover, a charting album. Doing our part. Help you, on the, help you, Taylor. Yeah, this is our Bama Rush, essentially, is helping Taylor continue on. Taylor, I mean... Taylor just helps us continue on by providing more and more music. Mm. 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 And soon a movie. Uh, well, Kate, 
Yes. We don't really know that just yet. We do. <laughs> she's talking with cinematographer. Oh, yeah. No, she's in talk. She's getting ready to direct. She's got it going. Well, it'd be a kind of a bad move if she walked across that picket line right now. I mean, eventually, the picket line will end uh-huh. and she will have her ducks in a row. She's working with people who aren't striking. Oh, I know. I know. I'm just saying. There like are it. people who still are working. Yeah. They usually are called scabs. Oh, Jesus. I'm just saying it'd be a bad thing. I'm not saying that she's getting out there tomorrow and putting up a bunch of actors. She's getting her people who aren't picketing ready to go. So when the people do need to go back to work and make money, which they haven't been doing for the last couple of months to pay the bills, to pay their rent, to put food on their table, she's ready to hire them immediately. Okay. Doesn't feel unreasonable to me. No. But what do I know? Let's get into false God. No, go for it. Go for what? What? You're like, you just threw out there. I'm like, she's working on this. Like she's moving forward a little bit. And you're like, well, well, scabs. Something you want to add to that? I'm saying that hopefully that's not a move that she does. Because that would be a bad move. I don't think anybody thinks it's a move she would do because that would be a stupid move and she's not known for making them. Then good. Great. We're going to hit pause. You hit pause. We're going to listen to False God off Lover. Well, Sam. This was like, I don't know, the closest I've ever heard her do into something so art poppy, art deco, doing it to, it's, it's like a Brian Eno song. There's minimal instruments, but heavier production. Her syncopation or how she's singing, the cadence, it keeps track even though she's slowing down, speeding up, slowing down, speeding up. There's still that, the percussion beat still just like kind of, like the trains goes on time. The little bit of the background sax, her, you know, hey, the sounds. It's kind of like the, the late, late night bustle, the 3 a.m. bustle of New York where there's still things happening, but not full. It's not like the noon. It's not rush hour. It was interesting. And it's what a back and forth love song between New York and Taylor. No, well. Or just New York and the person. I mean, that's an, I, I've never looked at it that way as like New York and Taylor about like maybe New York is her false god. I think everyone got really stuck on it being a person that she's talking to. So I think that's an interesting take on this hmm. song that I hadn't looked at until you said it. And then I was like, oh, because it does sound to me, the music feels like one of those. It feels like it would be in a Sex in the City episode where Carrie is like breaking up and getting back together with Big. Mm-hmm. I could see that, but I really don't see like it, it as. It feels like a, like a late night, like. Your night's kind of ending. What are you going to do? It's sultry. It's summer in the city. It's very old New York. Kind of a stereotypical, like. Yeah, I, I get it. I don't see it like as an like. an art house movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a midnight double feature. It is a. Mm-hmm. You're going out late and you're going to stay out later. Yeah. It's but nothing. I, I, I don't see it as Nothing a good comes from this. But 
it's a lot of fun. Yeah, nothing good comes from this, but this is what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to live in New York. And when she moved to New York, which was what, the album before this? D- this album? No. No, this is Reputation came in between the two. Okay. But um, I think it's almost where she's comparing. She's basically saying she's the New York, where she is this like, I'm your favorite town. I'm your favorite city. I'm this a little like a little edgy kind of I want to be, but like I am still in this. Like I am something that you can't quite grasp. You can't quite get your arms around, but you want it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a little bit when you look at her as Taylor Swift, as you look at it as New York city, it's it's not really a person. It's not really a place. It's bigger than that. You're, you're a thing that's been built up and everybody has their own, some people think New York City is the absolute best place in the entire world, the end all and be all. There's nothing else. And some people think it's, you know, the bastion of sin and where every morals go to die and the worst thing ever. And it means something to everybody. And so I think in this song where she's like, you're looking at me like I'm New York City and I still do it for you. Like I'm not over. Like New York City is always going to be there. There's always something about a saxophone on the sidewalk that's going to make you think of that one night getting out of a cab, that one night with me. Like there's always something that's going to trigger that moment. And it's a false God. Like we're in this. I know this is probably too much. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. This isn't perfect. But right now it's everything. And like New York is everything. Mm -hmm. It's not tangible and it's not definable but this feeling it's a worshiping this this headiness this this part of your life where you're like everything in this moment is what it should be and it's fragile and it's combustible and it's perfect but it's dangerous and it's exactly what I need it to be right now and I think that's why people think it's about Joe because every other relationship had been splashed across the pages. It had been for public consumption and this had been so quiet and so hers Mm -hmm. and she was able to worship it for to use words from the song as just hers, how she wanted. And it was like, she's waiting for the, the bottom to fall out from it. She's waiting for the gotcha, the other shooter drop. She's like, in times like this, you know, it's blind faith because I have no reason to believe this is going to be what I want it to be. I have no reason to think that this is going to be magic or forever, but I'm choosing to look at it like it will be. And we're going to jump in together. We're going to figure this out together. We might just get away with it. Like it's your religions on your lips. It's my, my body. It's all of this is telling me, that we can do it, but I have no fit, like tangible evidence that I can. And so it's a false God. There's no, this could evaporate. This could go away. This could be nothing, mm-hmm. but, or it could just work. Yeah. But we'll I'm probably still going to worship but we're gonna try. it, which I think is coming on. And this is where it's funny when the dice kind of makes its own like trajectory. Cause we did um, treacherous last week mm-hmm. where she was like, I don't know. I know this is going to end. I know this is going to be bad, but I kind of like the losing of control. And that was in red. And so four albums later, 
1989, well, three albums later, Reputation, Lover. She's like, it's a false god. I, I think this is, I think this is good. I think it's what I want. It's, it feels too good to be true. This can't actually like survive. Can this sustain? Mm -hmm. But here we are. Is it going to work? I mean, if it is Joe, it did until it didn't, which. Well, and I think looking at it now in a post Joe and Taylor relationship world, she's like, you can't talk to me like when I'm like this, daring you to leave me so I can try and scare you. You know, she's said that she's a pathological people pleaser. She wouldn't marry her either. She said that like they've had issues. You know, there's rumors that she really couldn't get over the fact that she thought he cheated. There are all of these things that we've heard chattering in the background. And when you look back, when we heard this album, everything was happy and hearts and cotton candy and very lover. And now looking back at this where she's questioning it a little bit and she's like, Am I going to ruin this? Am I going to push you away? Am I going to be the thing that makes the bottom drop out? Mm -hmm. What does that mean for this? Yeah, See, I can understand this with ties to Joe, but I still feel like in some ways, like for me, it's, it's literally the Taylor and New York back and forth of the relationship because it's essentially two things that in their own right are bigger than what they are. Mm-hmm. New York City isn't just Manhattan, it's all five boroughs. It's this I iconic landscape. It's Frank Sinatra, it's architecture, it's art, it's so much more than what it is. And mm -hmm. half the time it just gets by working and it can't always keep working. And it has to succeed more and do more. And a lot of this being like the idea of, you know, the city attracts famous people. People are always attracted to being in this city. It's the back and forth of being like, well, it's maybe New York is still going to be New York with or without me. I can't be as big as that, but everything about this I want to see. I want to be in the West End. I want to see the gritty parts. I want to get scared. It, the um, Say that you'll leave me and then I'll scare you away, like that type of, that's New York. Because New York chews people up and only the strong survive there and you got to toughen up and it's, it's its own ecosystem of people there. And you kind of come in if like, if you were this Taylor Swift and whether or not the issues of your records and everything is going on or your art or your relationship, you can afford to live in New York city. You're not just staying in the house. You're going out and you're exploring. And a lot of this isn't about like the, the work struggle or anything like that. It's about, I feel like it's for her, you know, getting lost in the city and losing herself to the city. Kind of like how in that, uh, what, what we say, I saw you at the bus stop. I didn't know like that was actually a bar restaurant. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of this is it's, it's a back and forth and it's being like, who is the false God? Is it New York? Is it Taylor? Is it the idea of living here? Is the idea of loving this place? Don't you love this? And I get the idea of my hips are your altar. And it's that physicality to it. But I mean, like when you're personifying the city, the night life. There's so many different tangents you can go on this. And I'm not saying like this isn't a Joe song or totally, you know way more about this than I do. I just, as a new listener, I was like, ooh, okay. It's interesting to me because if it is this direction, if it is the back and forth struggles of a relationship, 
from city to person. There's no real winner. You're just trying. You're doing it until you're done, until well, you leave. I think it's an interesting juxtaposition against the two. Like maybe it's both because in a relationship, like eventually it is going to end whether mm -hmm. somebody passes away, whether you break up, like it, there is an end. Mm -hmm. And so like, who knows? Maybe it is taking this relationship and just like, comparing it or like putting in the overlay of it could be New York city. It could be a person. It's whatever that means to you. And I think that's why Taylor is such a talented songwriter because what the song means to you or where you got what you got from it is different than where I was with it. And is probably different than what Jason came to with it. Yep. It is. Care to elaborate? Uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, City Love by John Mayer. Oh, okay. Kind of feels like, uh, you know, that song a little bit. I thought, I thought maybe it would have been about John Mayer. Ooh. She's uh, talking about New York like he talked about New York. It's possible. I mean. Because uh, he started out his song, I never liked this apple much. <laughs> it always seemed too big to touch. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. For me, I think she just stole an idea from John Mayer, which I know you don't like that. You're not going to like that idea, Kate. No, I did not like that idea. So I'm going to go back to being quiet. <laughs> but it does, it does add another interesting layer to it because what it could have, should have, like, in Midnight's kind of falls back into this where she talks about religious imagery in the city being with who we assume is John Mayer. Mm -hmm. You know, we're never quite really sure where inspiration from a song comes from either. So this song could have been something she wrote the sketch work for years ago, polished it back up and put it in lover. I think that's another thing that's always so interesting because we'll never know. There are songs where she's like, oh yeah, I wrote that when I was like 16 for my debut album. And I was like, Sparks Fly. And I'm like, oh, well, I could, you know, fans liked it. Like maybe I'll just shine it up, change it up a little bit and put it on this album. So maybe this song has been kind of percolating from, you know, the early days of Speak Now. And just kind of popped onto Lover when she felt like, oh, that's kind of fun. Can use that. It works. She performed it on Saturday Night Live, which was a phenomenal performance. False God? Yep. Because they're in New York, New York City. City. New, New York, York City. City. The concrete jungle where dreams are made of. So Alicia Keys. Another big Swifty. Uh, Alicia Keys took her son to see the Eras tour in LA. He and Taylor had had many interactions in the past and they were buddies and they had a great cute little relationship. And Taylor wrote him a handwritten note on her personalized stationery. Mm -hmm. And it says Taylor Swift, songwriter, feline enthusiast. Did it say anything else or was that like her signature? Well, that's okay. That's her tagline okay. at the top of her. Cool, 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 cool. That's Special her stationery. stationery. Yeah. All right. If, if that was 
I'm sorry. I, I just needed to know that that was what it was like the signature on it and not just like the message because that would have been such a weird thing to be like, Oh my God, it's so good to see you. Here's my name and what I like. Cat enthusiast. That would have been weird. Thank you for connecting that dot for me. You guys, you're absolutely welcome. But uh, you know, it's just funny to see what she, what she takes back out. I don't know. I lost it after that one. I got nothing after the, uh, you thought that was all that it said. I don't know. It's, hey man, I, w- I was following up until that point. I needed to make sure I was followed. Can we get her to curl her hair again? Okay, you should curl your hair again. I don't want to. don't think she does either. It's a lot more work. What's wrong with work? She's a busy lady. She's got things to do. Work, work, I almost work, sent work, you a TikTok work. and then I remembered you don't have them. Talking about her car collection. Thought you would have found that interesting, Jason. She has a car collection? Mm-hmm. When does she get to drive it anywhere? They say she drives them. She walks everywhere out of her New York apartment into an Uber. In New York I don't City. think she's getting into Car an Uber. Service, whatever. Cabs. I mean, who knows what she's tooling around in Rhode Island in? Mm. Still mm. the most expensive house ever sold. Mm. And watch hell. Mm. Getting, I mean, she probably doesn't get much time anywhere right now. Yeah. She's got two weeks to either drive or fly or socialize. We're or- down to a week. Her last date was on the 9th. By the time they listen to this, it will be the uh, 15th. 16th. And when is she back in Mexico? She is back in Mexico on August 24th. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 10 days from today. 10 days from today. Not in love with this song. It I was like enjoyable. I think it's it's interesting. It doesn't really go with anything else on the album. It's, right. it's a, thing a departure, but I thought it was really interesting way for her to play with different types of sounds and feelings and relationships and a little more adult. I actually thought when she announced midnight, so we'd be getting a little bit more like that maybe, which I think if you take this and lavender haze, you see some connections there. This is more probably white wine infused than it is uh, green inspired probably when she did get off her last show on uh it's her walking with the wine and waving to everybody walking off the eras tour for her last la show with a glass of white wine just bounding off she did have a fate a a former friend show up at the eras tour she probably did not cross either of your Social media streams, but mine was buzzing about it. Carly Claus showed up at the Eras tour, sat in the 200 sections with some friends, not in the VIP, not the floor, not. Why are they former friends? That's a great question. A lot of people have a lot of theories. My theory is her manager was Scooter Braun. And a prevalent theory is that she had mentioned, Carly mentioned something about Taylor's masters being for sale. Scooter used that, bought Taylor's work and then Carly's family's money, the Kushners funded it. Mm. So it's kind of hard to stay friends when your family and your manager takes Taylor's work. 
just funny to me that this, I mean, she's married to the Kushners. She's a very prominent supermodel. She's got a lot of, she clearly has money and the best she could do was sit in the 200s of the Eras tour. And Taylor's team, I mean, she was still sitting there during Bad Blood in 1989, so she wasn't moved to VIP. She was very much in the stands. She was just a P. Mm. Stands with the normal people. I get it. I would have been annoyed, too. Like, why? Why are you here? We're not friends. You know I don't want to be friends with you. What's the point? Why are you showing up? Nobody wants you here. The fans are like, why are you here? Clearly the beef is not squashed. You're sitting in the stands. All my seats were better than what Carly had. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Why? Why do it? What's the point? Maybe she's wanting to support. Or There are other ways to support. All right. Uh, If you want to support this podcast, please um, tell us. And then just send support. Send friendship bracelets. Send money. Send fine wines. Boots made of leather. Sunset is always a good uh, VIP tickets to the European tour stops. I didn't get. I got waitlisted from the ones in 2024 here oh in the boy. states. Oh, the second leg of the Eras tour. Uh, let's gonna have to keep going. Let's get a little rollage going on here. Each week we roll the dice, choose a song and album at random, all thanks to Jillian Petruziello. Jillian Petruziello, if you have a friend out there and you want to remember them, think Jillian Petruziello. Jill, I would never make you sit in the 200s. Should be in the JIP section. <laughs> all right. Let me know when you're all ready for I'm this. Ready. All right. Seven. Which album? Um... Reputation? Nope. If five is... Five is red. Four nope. is red. Five is lover. Yeah. Six is reputation. Seven is 1989. Cottage core. 1989 no. is five. Reputation is six. Seven is lover. There you go. All right, so we're still in the lover era. I don't know. Pop quiz, hot shot. How many songs in this bad boy? Enough. 150. Enough. 17. We're doing It's Nice to Have a Friend off Lover. Ooh. Is this from Toy Story 3? No. Okay. I think that's You've Got a Friend in Me. You got a friend in me. I wonder if there will be a, like for Lion King was Elton John. It was Randy Newman for Toy Story. I wonder if there's going to be like a album from a Disney or Pixar movie that's just Taylor music. She might be in Deadpool 3. Yeah, I saw that rumor. I wouldn't really believe all of the hype. Like, there are definitely some, like, touched up photos of her in a costume. Don't believe that. There is a chance that she could be in there. Well, I mean, that would make sense. Because Ryan Reynolds wears one of her uh, T-shirts with her cats on it in the uh, second movie he did. And Deadpool did a uh, Mm Match.com commercial with Love Story. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, in real life, they are friends through the, his wife. Like really lively. lively. I think he and Taylor are good friends, too. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. All right. Well, you know, well, I guess we'll find out more in the weeks to come. Yeah. We'll find out when it's nice to have a friend. Like, like Ryan Reynolds. Like Ryan Reynolds. Featuring Ryan Reynolds next week. <laughs> 
Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, review, send it to five of your friends. Talk to us. Let us know what you're thinking. Tell Kate why you're enjoying this so much. Her insights, her experience, uh, her patience with me, and the endurance it takes her every day to do this podcast, looking at my dumb hair. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want. Like, is there something you're really looking forward to us reviewing? Let's find out. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kate the Swifty. I am not so swift, Sam. We'll be back next week with It's Nice to Have a Friend. Bye.